VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecop, three and out podcast. I hope everyone uh, is doing well and and getting through this. You know, it's it's not easy. Depending on where you are, maybe you're already through it. Maybe you're already in the sense of your your home state's opened. I, I know mine in California uh, feels like it's kind of going the other way, which is bizarre. But you know, you know, it is what it is. And the one thing I've said over and over, I, I try desperately to not consume just an unlimited amount of stuff because it's easy to get really angry the longer this goes. Uh, yeah, and I just, you know, I'm like a football coach. Kind of coach speak. You know, I try to control what I can control, and that's how I, I've approached this, why I just kept doing podcasts and uh, just kept producing. You know, there's really not much going on, but luckily, you know, uh, you know I can produce some some topics here. And we actually had a couple stories. I'm going to dive into a problem the league has that is just a sneaky disaster right now. And I think it could really come to fruition in front of everyone's eyes if we're not having fans in the stands this fall. I picked my top five young players, rookies, second year, third year players, just younger players that I'm excited to watch this fall. Uh, then just a couple stories, and then like always, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. DMs wide open, slide up in there, and you can ask anything you want. And I got a bunch of questions. Also appreciate everyone that's gone to Apple or iTunes and left a five-star review. If you haven't, like I always say, greatly appreciate it. It helps the show. If you like the show, go to 3 and Out on iTunes, the, the separate one from Collins, and, and leave a review. I think we're almost at 1,000, so I appreciate everyone doing that. I guess in 2016, the league announced 
that they were sending two teams to Los Angeles. And ever since then, and even at the time, I, I, I didn't quite get it. And if you listen to the show, you know I'm a West Coast guy. I lived in California. But I've lived in Northern California my the majority of my life. I guess Cal Poly is in central the Central Coast, but it's still three hours away from L.A., Never lived in L.A., never lived in San Diego, though I'd love to live in San Diego. It's, it's awesome. Uh, ben, I, I, L.A.'s grown on me a lot. It's pretty cool. Like where Colin lives in Manhattan Beach is awesome. Newport Beach, Santa Monica. I mean, there's Malibu. There's some places that are badass. It's like I, I used to talk a lot of shit about New York when I lived in Philly, and it's like I, it's not like I had any connection to Philly or New York or anything. I just I always kind of felt I was more Philly or Boston, and then I moved to Philly. It's like, I hate New York. And then I remember going for the draft. I was like, God. This place is pretty sweet. And then I went back a couple times. It's badass. So sometimes when you go somewhere, you're like, oh, okay, this place is cool. But the NFL, their power brokers, aren't West Coast people. Think about it. Jerry Jones really is the only guy who's even close to the West Coast. The Crafts, the Maras, Jeffrey Lurie, uh, the Woody Johnson, they, they all live in the Northeast. The, the league's offices are in New York. Now, I completely understood when they wanted to move a team to Los Angeles. It's the second biggest market in America. Now, L.A. County announced that they might shut down to like 2028 the other day, which is outrageous, but, you know, typical California. But the reality is L.A. County and just the Southern California is massive. It's double the size. Like, there's a lot of people that live in Northern California and the greater Bay Area. I think there's like 8 million people that live in the greater Bay Area. It's like double that in L.A. There are a lot of people there. So I, I, I completely understand why the L.A. market was appealing to the league power brokers because it's all about money. But when they sent San Cronky there and forced him to take Dean Spanos, it, it never made sense to me. And I also think forcing the Rams was still going to be difficult. I, I don't know if there was a proper solution. It's not like they were going to expand and just put some random new team. They were never going to send the Raiders down there. They didn't have the capital. They couldn't afford. You couldn't let the Chargers go on their own because, like the Raiders... Don't quite have the money, though Dean Spano sneaky has more money than you think, but they definitely don't have the fan base. So you were hoping that the Rams kind of has the fan base. They definitely have the capital. Well, then this pandemic hits, but even before the pandemic, and it was written about in an article on The Athletic, about Stan Kroenke has asked for $500 million more from the league. And the biggest reason he's doing this is threefold. One, it's really expensive to build in California. Uh, and you can say a project is $2 billion, it's going to cost way more. Our costs are more, our labor costs are more, everything costs more money here. You have to jump through a million hoops just to get anything done. Dealing with our politicians costs a lot of money out here. And it's really expensive. That's why you see a lot of businesses moving out of here. It doesn't, given what you have to pay, unless you're a big boy like an Apple or a Facebook where money means nothing to you, it's hard to get going out here. But Cronky, big picture, wanted it, though he's in real estate. I'm not even quite sure he realized how much this thing would cost. And I've, I think we've all seen the numbers, like 5 or $6 billion. Well, there's going to come a point where he's going to stop putting his own money into this. So the cost overruns, big issue. Here's another problem. Their PSL situation, the thing all these new stadiums sell, haven't come close to meeting the $850 million that they hope to hit. 
But here's the main reason they haven't got to the $850 million total that they were hoping to hit. It's not as... The Rams were actually able to sell a large percentage of their PSLs. The Chargers didn't get anywhere close. But the Chargers are not a partner in this. The Chargers are the Rams' tenant. So they're not giving any money beside the PSL money. So they are just a dead weight in the situation. And then potentially no gate this fall with no fans. So when the league... I don't think they rushed this situation, but they definitely kind of were flying by the seat of their pants when they allowed the Chargers to go with the Rams. And now the Chargers are in a situation where no one wants them in Los Angeles. They can't afford to actually help Stan Kroenke out. Stan Kroenke's at the point where you you can get mad at these billionaires all you want. There comes a point where they stop putting their own personal wealth into businesses. They they just do. Especially in a situation like this, when it's partner-driven, their success in L.A., benefits the league and makes the league money. They're putting the NFL network in there. And it feels like he's just trying to draw a line in the sand. And here's the other thing. He knows that this fall could be a disaster from a league revenue standpoint. If you're not allowed to have fans, there's going to be a huge, uh, just come back to the mean in terms of local signage in your own stadium, right? You're paying Bud Light's paying $10 million to be there. All your local sponsors that pay yearly prices at huge amounts of money well, they're not actually getting their money's worth because there's no people in the freaking, you know, the stadium. Now, I've talked to people in the league that told me everything's negotiable and some of these big companies, it's not like they'd cut you off because big picture, they don't want to get booted out of there, but you can't just charge someone full price when you're not getting full price. I I saw my gym, uh, there was like a local report of the gym I go to, we're showing what they're going to do when we potentially come back in the next month. And every single person is going to have like their own little space. They push back bikes and put things all over. Like the the stationary bikes are out by the pool and they're only going to allow 50% capacity. So if you get there and it's already full, you're not allowed in. Well, here's what I know. And I, I pay way too much for my gym though. I do. It's an expense that I don't mind because I, it's one of the only things I consistently use in my daily life. That is definitely worth the price. You can't charge me full price. If when I show up, I'm not always allowed in. If the normal equipment that I'm used to using is not available, like we got problems. But, and this I think works for everyone is realizing that this is going to cost a lot of people a lot of money. I saw a headline today that the Green Bay Packers, who are probably the most unique team in professional sports because they don't have an owner. They don't have a guy that if you just get into a pinch can just cut a check. But they do have a 300 almost $400 million slush fund of just extra money that they've saved. And they might have to use it this fall. Because if they're not allowed fans in Lambeau Field, they're the franchise that would get really nailed. And I think Crocky's number two because he's literally carrying the weight of a second franchise. It's one thing just to run one franchise and have to pay for costs in just this awful pandemic that shut down freaking America and doesn't enable you to do business as normal. And we're, I mean, I mean, it's even kind of crazy. It's May, whatever, 14th, I'm recording this. And we're talking about something in September. I don't ever remember something that no one knows less about that we talk about in more absolutes. But it sure feels like we're headed towards something where there's not going to be potentially fans in the in these stadiums. I think the LA situation is just a problem for the league. I mean, no one wants the Chargers down there, like I said. They don't bring anything to the table for Stan Kroenke. I think they charge him a dollar a year. 
there was just so much resentment. There have been countless stories about the situation between the two owners. But but here's the 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 simple little truth. Does the league really care about the Chargers and Rams bitching and moaning? Now, I don't think they typically do. They're like, well, that's Dan, that's your problem, California, whatever. But now he's going to the league and going, I need $500 million. And the league, the NFL networks depended on him. The league, I mean, I think I've talked about this on the show countless times. Everything's going to move to L.A. very soon. You know, once the pandemic's over in the next couple of years. And I'm talking NFL Combine. I'm talking Senior Bowl. It's all headed there. Like, like any smart person will tell you, follow the money. Now, I wouldn't move the Combine from Indianapolis. The Senior Bowl, I, I like Jim Nagy who runs it, but I, does it make that much sense to be in Mobile? Would it make more sense in a major city? We can argue that all day long, but you don't spend $5, 6000000000 billion, and the league doesn't put in $900 million to not run your entire league through that kind of as the hub, as the West Coast hub. And that's ideally what I think they were thinking. Now, how long does it take us to get there? Who knows? Uh, but this isn't going well. And I, anyone that lived out on the West Coast when they were trying to figure out, like, can we put multiple teams in L.A.? How could you go from zero to two? when the, It's not like the city had been without football for five years and everyone was just lined up yearning for it. The, the city had been without football for almost 25 years. And as you saw with USC, you know, college football, they were fine. They didn't even think about it. They had the Lakers, the Dodgers, USC football, UCLA, a lot going on. They had the beach, got other shit going on. And then you try to, you know, force two teams, you get problems. And I think sometimes in leagues and baseball, basketball, they're all based in the Northeast. So they, Roger Goodell, his thinking, like, if they, they would never have done something like this in Jersey right? Just go from no teams in New York or New Jersey or Philly to all of a sudden two They would never do that. Why? Because they're comfortable with the area. They live in the area. They consistently do business in the area. Now you'd say, well, all the owners, they come through LA when they vacation. It's one thing to vacation and come out to Los Angeles to hang out. It's another thing to be billions of dollars invested and put the, you know, part of the league's future involved in the area. It, it, It never made much sense and the problems are only adding up as this pandemic just kicks in. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time. Looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy. And that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn... The process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to... Essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't Hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's look at five players. I really didn't put much criteria on it. I just, quote-unquote, younger players. The oldest players would be be in the league three years. I have a rookie and a couple second-year players. So it's kind of all over the map. But five guys that I am really excited and slash interested to see how they play this fall. They either had a great last season. They either struggled. There really wasn't much criteria. I just wrote down five young guys that I'll, I'll be really, really locked into this fall. Let's start at five. John Elway's had a rough career beside Peyton Manning of picking quarterbacks. Osweiler disaster. Uh, he just hasn't found a quarterback, right? I mean, they, they just were in shambles after Peyton Manning. Well, they drafted a guy named Drew Locke, who, full disclosure, I didn't know that much about beside watching at Missouri. Didn't, you know, I was kind of indifferent. Had a big arm. Uh, seemed like a likable guy, but I, I don't know. And, and when Elway took him, it felt like, uh, 
It's kind of a bold move. Well, in a couple games that I watched him play last year, he looked pretty good. He was 64 in five starts to kind of end the season, 64% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, three picks. Well, think about this offseason for Drew Locke. They add Jerry Judy. They add Melvin Gordon. They add in the second round K.J. Hamler, a legit deep threat, to go along with Philip Lindsay and Noah Fant, who they drafted last year, and Cortland Sutton, who's already on the team and pretty good player. Like, they have a pretty good young nucleus for this guy to kind of grow with. They add Pat Shermer to be their offensive coordinator. A running game and a tight end is usually operates as a quarterback's best friend, and now you have some weapons for this guy. I actually think the Denver Broncos are a sleeper team this fall if this guy is good. Number four, Baker Mayfield. I loved Baker coming out. Then, after his rookie year, I thought the overreaction to how good he was as a player was ridiculous. People were putting him in this tier with like Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Mahomes. It was outrageous. Well, now it's kind of come back to earth. Everyone thinks he sucks. I'm not quite sure. I'm not willing to just say, write the guy off. And I'm by no means feel confident to say this guy's going to go to Pro Bowls, right? He threw 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. He hung his hat in college as an accurate passer. Well, he stopped being accurate last year. Now, sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, when you have a terrible head coach, you are going to be a bad player when you're a young quarterback. It's hard to overcome incompetence at the coaching position. Freddie Kitchens is a laughingstock as a head coach. Not in a million years would anyone name Freddie Kitchens as their head coach unless your name's John Dorsey and the owner's Jimmy Haslam. Like, that's that can't happen. But it did. Now they got Stefanski, which I don't know if he's a head coach. But I do know this. He coordinated an offense last year, and they were dynamic. Kirk Cousins had the best statistical year of his career. They should have a good running game because Stefanski, in the zone scheme, should thrive. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. There are no excuses for Baker Mayfield. They draft an offensive lineman. They add Conklin. They have multiple tight ends. They got multiple wide receivers. Both of his running backs can catch. Like, if Baker Mayfield struggles this year, maybe he's just not good enough. Maybe he's just he's not meant to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback. But maybe he bounces back. That's what's great about young players in sports. You know, they're kind of an ever-evolving thing. No one, gets, no one stays the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. So he, he either is going to look like he showed the glimpses as a rookie or he's going to keep progressing. And with no offseason, a lot's going to be on him uh, to try to master this offense mentally and then get on the same page with his guys whenever they get to training camp. Number three. I think it might have been the best rookie season I have seen since I've been doing this for like a decade in Nick Bosa. He was dominant. And then when the playoffs started, he was even better. Talk to the people in Kansas City when they watched the game tape how good the guy was. Man amongst boys. Nine sacks, like the, the, the box scores don't even do it justice. His effort, he's better than Joey. And I was someone that would have taken Quinn and Williams. I was riding here locally for the athletic. I'd take Quinn and Williams. I'd take Quinn and Williams. Well, that would have been the wrong decision. It's the reason I'm talking into a microphone. Because passing on Nick Bosa would have been a disaster. And he's... Not the main reason, but he was a major part and a a major piece to a team that went, you know, 15-plus wins before they got to the Super Bowl and had a 10-point lead 
going into the fourth quarter. So is this guy going to just become one of the all-time greats? Like, is that is that what this guy is? Like, we knew right away with Von Miller. We knew right away with Alden Smith. Now, he started hitting sauce and kind of derailed his career. We knew right away with J.J. Watt. We knew right away with Joey Bosa. Well, we know right away with Nick. If this guy stays healthy, I mean, there's a chance that he could dominate this league for years to come because he's way more refined. I remember Khalil Mack's rookie year. Khalil was much more of a work in progress, much more of a raw product. And by the time he got to like midway through his second year, by his third year, he was a dominant, dominant player. But his first year, he had like four sacks. Now, his team sucked. But still, like he, he, had a, he had to work on some things, and once he figured it out, it was game over. This guy already had it figured out. This guy has all the moves. And then he has the physical attributes in terms of the explosive burst, the bend, and then he plays so hard. It's just, it was awesome to watch. Number two, I think it's fair to say that the best offensive line in football, at least the last couple of years, has been in Indianapolis. And their offensive skill guys, beside Luck and T.Y. over the years, hasn't been very good. Well, this year, what do they do? They draft Michael Pittman in the, you know, with their first pick in the second round. And then their second pick, they take Jonathan Taylor, who I know a couple people that do that area. They love Jonathan Taylor. They had like a late first, early second round grade on him. I've watched a lot of Jonathan Taylor over the years. He is a special running back in terms of a running back. Now he has some questions. He can fumble the ball sometimes, and we don't know how he really catches the football. But one thing I watched with Chris Ballard, or maybe he said this to Colin. Colin asked him about it. He said there's some questions with his hands. One thing Frank Reich told him was like, the majority of times we're, gonna be at, we're not going to be asking this guy to run go routes. We're going to throw him wheel routes, and we're going to throw him screen passes. But the main thing we're going to do is we're going to hand him the football behind an offensive line that mauls people behind arguably the best offensive lineman in the league in Quentin Nelson. We're going to run right behind that guy. And we're going to run power, and we're going to run power, and we're going to run a little more power. I think there's a very decent chance that Jonathan Taylor leads all offensive rookies in rushing. And I would expect him to have a massive year. And when Phillip Rivers has been good over the years, they've always had a balanced running attack. Whether it was back in the day with LT, for a glimmer uh, moment with Ryan Matthews, and then obviously with Melvin Gordon. When Rivers has a good running attack, he's been good. And I think Jonathan Taylor is a stud behind that offensive line. I I can't wait to watch him. Number one, uh, I I love this guy as a player. Last year he got mononucleosis and he disappeared for three games. And when you look at the box score for a season, he had threw 19 touchdowns and 13 picks. His coach was kind of a disaster last year. They weren't really on the same page. His offensive line was a turnstile at every position. Well, they've doubled down. They signed a bunch of offensive linemen. They draft an offensive lineman in the first round. They draft another guy in the third round. So they've invested a lot of resources there. Uh, he does have Le'Veon Bell. They draft a wide receiver in the second round. They lost Robbie Anderson. But, you know, Sam Darnold is a guy, like, he excelled in college with really his only NFL wide receiver when he was a stud in college three years ago was Pittman Jr., who's an NFL guy. He was a freshman at the time. Or I guess he would have been a sophomore at the time. So Sam Darnold is used to elevating players. Uh, I think he's more talented than Baker Mayfield. I think he's a better thrower of the football in terms of accurately than Josh Allen. Uh, Obviously, Lamar has had a better first two years. I mean, that's not even arguable. But when the dust settles in five or six years... It won't shock me if Sam Darnold's the best. Now, he has to do it. And like I said with Baker Mayfield, and same thing with Drew Locke, 
your success as a quarterback is often very, very, uh, you know, is tied to the guy calling the plays, whether that's your head coach or whether that's an offensive coordinator. When you got a good guy calling the plays and you got a good coach, whether it's Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, we all know who they are, Josh McDaniels, you do well. When you get guys that don't know what they're doing, you usually struggle. It wasn't like, God, remember when Peyton Manning threw 47 touchdowns with Freddie Kitchens? Or, geez, remember when Aaron Rodgers threw all those touchdowns, you know, with Jim Tom Sula? That's not usually the way it works, right? There's a reason Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones gave him all that money. I know it ended poorly in Green Bay. He's viewed as a high-level coach. And, you know, Greg Roman got crushed around these parts back in the day when Kaepernick fell apart. He was also the guy that made Kaepernick sweet. Well, who's now making Lamar sweet? Greg Roman. Shocker. So if Adam Gase, who once upon a time was viewed as like a Kyle Shanahan, a Sean McVay, it might all be made up by Peyton Manning. But he had moments in Miami. They made it to the playoffs his first year. And Ryan Tannehill was good before he got hurt. And then he rattled off some wins with Matt Moore. Now, I think most of us think of Adam Gase as kind of this weird dude. But, and listen, sometimes we're biased when we know someone. So I'm not saying I... I, I if Peyton Manning says the guy's legit, I'm going to take what he says at face value. But sometimes you can be too close to someone to not see some of his, uh, some of the issues that he may have as a coach, as a person, whatever he does. But I, I, I do know enough people that have been around Adam that say he's really bright when it comes to offense. Now there's more to just being the offensive coordinator when you're the head coach. But if he can figure just somehow to be a head coach, he, can, he should be able to call plays and help Sam Darnold out. So, Sam Darnold, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Bosa, Baker Mayfield, and Drew Locke are the five guys that I'm looking forward to watching this fall. Okay, let's uh, hit a couple quick stories before we dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. One thing making the rounds this week is that the NFL, I, I don't know if this was proposed or Florio just threw that out there, might make players sign a waiver because of Corona. Here's what I know, and I talked about it on Monday's show, is that the players, because of the financial incentive, are going to be have much more reason to come back. Their careers are much shorter than baseball and definitely basketball. They're going to play this fall if given the option. And two, I don't know one person. One, I don't know anyone with corona. I don't know anyone that's got corona. Now, I know a lot of people that think they've gotten corona, because I know, at least in California, the LA Times have written about this. We've had it here since the fall. Uh, young people that I know aren't not only not scared of the corona, are getting to the point now where they think it's kind of ridiculous and are terrified financially. So, to think that NFL players would not be comfortable signing a waiver that if they got corona, it's not the NFL's fault. They play football every Sunday. Where Alex Smith had an injury that was so bad... They put him with wounded warriors who had had limbs blown off. We see bones shattered. We see ribs broken. We see knees ripped. We see shoulders torn apart. The NFL player, this is not baseball, where you know you get Tommy John, you go to Dr. James Andrews, and your $100 million contract is unfaced. This is not basketball where you live in fairy tale land and everyone, the average salary is $7 million. This is a sport that on any given year, your career could end. That on any given year, you can just be cut. Larry Warford, Wofford, Larry whatever, the Saints offensive lineman, who has made three straight Pro Bowls, was just released after the draft because they drafted a guy in the first round. 
I repeat, he made three straight Pro Bowls. The NFL does not parallel the other two major sports. It really parallels America. At any time, at any moment, things can end. And it won't be an issue if you got to sign a waiver. Dave Portnoy is going to watch a game in Roger Goodell's basement this fall. At least, we think he is. He won the bidding to watch the game with Roger Goodell this fall for COVID, you know, for charity. He paid $250 million. And they have a long-standing beef. Uh, He got arrested when Deflategate happened because he locked himself to the front of the NFL offices. He's made the towels. Uh, that, that it would be smart for Roger Goodell. Barstool's been very, very good for the league. It, it really has. Uh, it's why ESPN for years, and we talked about it with Monday Night Football, ESPN was not good for the NFL. They were constantly talking crap about it and constantly acting like the league was the devil. And Barstool's been the opposite. They've promoted football. They've really kind of hung their hat on talking about football. They have an NFL players podcast on under the Barstool umbrella. They get a lot of the young star football players on their platforms. They're synonymous with kind of the Patriots over the years. They have been good for the NFL. I don't know like how deep Roger Goodell's resentment is for Portnoy. He once dragged him out of the Super Bowl two years ago when David snuck in there. I do think it would be smart and humanize Raj a little bit if he could hang out with Dave for a game on Periscope or whatever. Now, will he actually do it? I don't know. But the NFL is running circles right now around the other two leagues. The baseball has a player talking about how he's scared for his life and he's never going to play under these circumstances, how the owners are trying to screw him. Basketball, who knows? They're, they're terrified of Twitter and CNN getting mad at them. Football, all, all I know is that you put on a football game, you get 25 million people. You put on anything NFL-related, you get 10-plus million people. I, I think it would be smart for the league to have Roger and Dave Portnoy sit down. I think it would be funny. I think they would get a lot of credit. It might get a little uncomfortable for moments, but I think big picture it would be the smart move. Goodell extended the stay-at-home order for NFL teams. Unlike college football, which you're going to see like some SEC teams come back and Big Ten comes back, and they're all going to come back at different times, because as long as you can't start training camp till the same date, it doesn't really matter. In the NFL, just because Florida opens, you can't allow the Dolphins or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start running practices while the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks and the, the I almost called them the San Diego Chargers, Chargers aren't allowed to do anything. So Goodell said this, and he stuck to it. Everything's going to be universal. So you got to keep working from home. You keep have to do the virtual meetings. Uh, But it'll be interesting when the fall actually comes. Do they allow, like if if Florida's allowing fans, but California's not, do they allow fans in the teams? And then they just kind of split the revenue nationally? I I don't know. That's going to be a fascinating thing to just keep an eye on. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. You can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. We'll just dive into the Middlecoff mailbag right now. Okay, let's uh, let's attack. At John Middlecoff, DM's wide open. I-, I think I have like 20 left. Come in, fire in, ask your question. What are your thoughts on the gopher coach, P.J. Fleck? Cheesy, full of shit, a football Tony Robbins. Obviously, the University of Michigan isn't a national, or University of Minnesota isn't a national powerhouse, but could a couple more years of success like last year's turn that around. Yeah, I mean, I from what I've been told, people that have been through his schools say he's not for everyone, but he's legit and he's not a fraud. Because I think some people naturally think when you get a high-energy, kind of rah-rah young guy, they think, oh, it's just kind of a shtick. He's good. He's a really good coach. I th- I think highly of him. Now, would he be meant for every program? Probably not. 
he works at programs that aren't nationally successful because, quote-unquote, I, I don't even like calling it a shtick, what he brings to the table kind of works. Would that work at, like, Texas? No. But would that work at, like, UCLA? Maybe. Would that work at Michigan? I, maybe. I, I I don't know. I mean, I... Would it work in at in the SEC? Probably not. I, I actually think he'd work on the in the West Coast pretty well. Washington, SC, uh, you know, obviously Minnesota. I, I think he would work probably in the Big Ten and the Pac twelve. Very very he's kind of like uh he's made for the academics. Uh it looks like the California, especially the Bay Area, are gonna be the last in the country to lift the lockdown and it may go through August. I, I have a hard time seeing that. I know, speaking for Northern California, we just don't have the body count. I mean, we're actually much more like Iowa. Like, per capita, we're nothing. We we get talked about like we're New York. I mean, I, I've been predicting this. I don't, I don't like tweeting about this because I, I don't like to be angry about it. But the civil unrest is starting out here. We got 40 million people. We have 2,500 deaths. And, again, I, I've lived in, I, I know a lot of people. I don't know one person who's got corona. So it's just starting to just not add up for people out here. I think we're coming down the home stretch now. For football, should the Niners just plan to go out of state for training camp? I'm also worried that this will go to the start of the season. I See, I don't. I, I think they're playing football in the Bay Area uh, come the fall. Now, are there fans? I would lean no, uh, but I, I can't pretend to know. I, I just know the numbers given the where we're at in society in California – aren't as dire as the way they're locking us down and people are starting to get edgy businesses are starting to be desperate uh at the end of the day in california the private sector runs the state the state cannot operate without our tax revenue and the tax revenue the municipalities usually get a lot of i mean a lot of tax revenue from local businesses uh restaurants are pay huge tax but they're not making any money right now so it's a it's a complete disaster so I, I would expect things get a little more normal in California, at least in Northern California, closer. I mean, you already see Elon Musk, like, what are we doing? And he won, and they opened up. So I, I, I know more and more businesses that are opening up. Uh, now, when it comes to football, you know, I'll say one thing for Jed. He, he invites Gavin Newsom to things, so that'll probably help. Uh, will there be fans? I, I don't know. But I, I think they will have training camp in Santa Clara. That's just an educated guess. Do you put any stock into the reports that the Seahawks offered the Browns Russ for the 2018 first overall pick? Sounds like bullshit to me. I, I say this all the time. What do you think, when I worked in the front office and spent 15 hours a day, you know, year-round in a, around coaches and scouts, what do you think we talk about? All day long, it's hypothetical stuff. All day long, it's would you trade this guy for that guy. All day long, it's what do we have to do to acquire that guy. These are the conversations you have. So was there a conversation of, you know, should we pay Russell Wilson $130 million and $35 million a year? Maybe the Browns called and initiated the conversation and they just thought about it. You know, you just, you're allowed to think about things. Because at the end of the day, they paid Russell Wilson. Now, for me to get trade Russell Wilson to the Browns, let's say hypothetically I love Sam Darnold if I was John Schneider and Pete Carroll. I'd go, okay. I want the number one overall pick. I want Miles Garrett. I want another one, and I want two twos. So you'd have to blow me out of the water, and then it's on you to pay him. But I, I don't think it's crazy to think that they had the conversation. I, I actually think it's more to, more than fair to think that they had the conversation. 
with California closing down for three more months, yeah, that's just not true. I mean, I'm getting this question a lot. Uh, I, I was in the Valley, like closer to Fresno a couple days ago, and restaurants were open. Now, you couldn't sit in them, but I didn't have to wear a mask in the restaurant. No one was wearing masks. I, I think it just depends. L.A. is the most over-the-top. The Bay Area and just Northern California, Sacramento, uh, Fremont, some of the East Bay has been opening up. So the question is, more months, but Arizona opening up. How would you feel about teams relocating from a lockdown state to an open state? I, I just think they're trying to avoid that at all costs. I, I also think this, and, and this question's probably, I'm probably going to get more mailbag. It's May 14th. I mean, we're talking about three months away. You know, Gavin Newsom said two months ago that 60% of California was going to have coronavirus. He's been a tad off. So, you know, the quote-unquote experts have been pretty hit or miss. You know, have been much closer to uh, to Baker Mayfield in 2019 than they were in 2018 in terms of accuracy. So I, I, I'm just... I think a lot of people are saying a lot of things, and uh, I, I'm just looking at the data and the numbers, and it's not quite equaling up. So I, I, I think we just everything would probably be on the table. They have contingency plans. I, I now L.A. County that's its own issue, but we're already I'm already feeling civil unrest up here, and I've seen it down there too when they locked up the beaches. It gets difficult. Like I, I know, just speaking for the state of California, you can't charge people a premium to live and a large percentage of people move into this town to work. So you take their ability to work and then you you force them to stay in their hand their house which they're paying way more than they would in any other state partly just because it's California and then they're not allowed to do anything. And then you go, "Well, I can't get sick if I'm a 40-year-old guy. You're not allowing me to work. I have to stay inside. Maybe I've lost my job." Like you start creating a lot of problems. And I know social media it's just like it's one side versus the other side. There's a lot of gray area with this things. If you stop allowing people to work, most people are not rich. Most people live paycheck to paycheck. Most people need a job to pay the bills, to feed their children, to feed themselves, to pay the rent. This is starting to get to basic necessities of life. And it's becoming a complicated issue. It's becoming so political, and it's not political. Like when, like if you're pro the economy, it's like, you're mega. No, I just, I'm rooting for the guy that runs the local pizza shop to be able to pay his rent. I don't know when that became political. People wonder why social media and Twitter, to me, Twitter, and I, listen, I've always loved Twitter, it's starting to have a Facebook of four or five years ago feel. It's a toxic, fake place. It is not a real world. Why do my text messages look so much different than my Twitter timeline? My text messages are just real. Real people texting me their actual thoughts. My Twitter timeline is just fake. A lot of media members who are just so extreme. Most humans, whether it's politically, whether it's whatever, are not that extreme. Most people just want to go to work, want to raise their children, want people to be safe, want to have a little fun on the weekends, want to go to their job and not get fired. Like, I think we're kind of overthinking this. Well, most people aren't, because if you're listening to me and don't spend all your time on Twitter, you realize... How fake of a world that is. See, it's, I try not to talk about the corona because it, I get worked up. And it, it starts to piss me off that like people are rooting for just to stay locked up forever. I, I don't understand why you would root for, like, no one wants anyone to die. People don't want people to go unemployed. Like, we can, it can all be under kind of one umbrella. Like, can we kind of develop a solution? 
It went from flattening the curve to like just lock it down forever. Like, uh, it's not really the way it works here in this uh, in this old country we call America. We, you know, we kind of depended on the businesses to pay the taxes to keep the government going. You know, it's like this. These aren't hot takes. These are just actual realities of life. Can you shed some light into the Dak Prescott situation? In my opinion, he's not a top five, 15 quarterback. I think the Cowboys should, would be feel, foolish to hand him a mega contract. For me, he is comparable to a Nick Foles, who has more playoff wins at $20 million per. I get the concept of leverage, but who exactly are the Cowboys bidding against? His greatest strength was his cost-controlled draft position, which enabled the Cowboys to build their roster other ways. Thoughts? I like him a little more than you. Uh... Think of, I mean, you can't name 15 quarterbacks better than Dak Prescott because you start naming guys like Kirk Cousins, and that's just not the fact. Dak's somewhere between 10 to 15. Now, is he a top 7-8 quarterback? No. Do I like paying a top non-top 7-8 quarterback $35 million a year? No, I do not. Look what happened to the Rams. I put Jared Goff right there with Dak Prescott in that little range. They overpaid him, and they get hurt, and they can't maintain their dominance. If you overpay Russell Wilson... I mean, you can't overpay Russell Wilson. He makes $35 million, no big deal. You pay up in the prime Aaron Rodgers, $35 million, no big deal. You pay Dak Prescott $35 million, you got problems. Just call the Rams. So I don't know exactly what the solution is. I think it's a very complicated situation. Uh, but, yeah, I, I couldn't pay him that much money. But I don't know, like they, I don't know who they're bidding against because I don't see them bidding against like that's my if they if they rescinded the franchise tag, who would I like who would offer them huge money? I don't know. So I'm a big UCLA fan, and although we are slowly improving as a team, the big push to eventually get into the playoffs is not close. If you were the UCLA AD, what changes would you make? Also, will COVID nineteen and the possible delay of the season give coaches on the hot seat a little more time to seal their fate? Listen, it's going to sound like I'm biased because this guy indirectly fired me once upon a time. It's not. I'm not emotional. My life has never been better ever since I left the NFL. Uh, And at one point in time, this guy was a really good coach. He was taking the world by storm. He was taking the football world by storm. He was really good. He's lost his fastball. And his couple years at UCLA have been a train wreck. The first move I would make would be fire Chip Kelly. You can't win with Chip Kelly. The guy's mailed it in. He doesn't try in recruiting. His scheme is outdated now. He doesn't really, like, what does he do as a point of difference? His coaching staff is atrocious. I mean, his defensive coordinator is a joke. It's one of his good buddies. It's a defensive line coach. They got calling the coverages. Uh, I would fire Chip Kelly. I don't think he's made for the L.A. market. It's just a bad fit. And I would try to hire someone else. Now, at the end of the day, UCLA is not some powerhouse. They're an 8-9 win team on good years. So I think you just kind of have to come to grips with, yeah, we're, pro- we're not going to go to college football playoffs because we're not a college football playoff type program. But if we could win nine games, compete to get into the Rose Bowl, that'd be very, that'd be good. I have a question based off something you said on last Thursday's pod. You mentioned that teams might go 14 and two man up going 12 and four because of lack of the off season. Does that mean crappy teams like the Redskins and the Jazz will be more competitive or worse? My guess is the Redskins are probably a four or five win team. But with the quarantine, should I expect two and fourteen? That's a good question. I, I would factor in new coaches or might struggle. And this, I mean, this is where the Cowboys. It's weird. You're like, yeah, they got a good roster. They got, but they got a new coach. You have no off season. You're implementing new schemes. 
You don't even know your head coach. I mean, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, they have an entire new coaching staff. Everything has changed. Dwayne Haskins has played not very much in the NFL. So, yeah, I would say from the from the Redskins standpoint, Ron Rivera is clearly a really good coach. And I think they have a solid staff. I actually think the Redskins don't have a bad roster. But there's just going to be so many moving parts. They had no offseason. I, I, I would just have no expectations. I would just look for as the season goes on, we play harder, we're competitive. I, I, I don't think it's really fair. for And the Jaguars, who knows, you know. I just, the Jaguars just always lose. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. Wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't Hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts, for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment legal or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. I heard you mention a couple weeks ago back that you felt Isaiah Simmons could end up being a bust due to Vance Joseph's limitations as a coordinator. But as a Cards fan, I have a hard... I had to watch us get absolutely shredded by tight ends all last season. I believe we surrendered a league-wide leading 15 touchdowns to the position. My God. Does that does the fact that Simmons is 6'4 and runs a 4'340 make you feel good about his ability to defend against tight ends? If he only improves our defense in that capacity, you feel like that will end up a bust. As a Niners homer, you have to admit the fact that is the same height as George Kittle is a little scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine he would just follow George Kittle around and follow Hollister or Greg Olson around and follow Higby and whoever the tight ends are for the Rams around. So yeah, his as someone in the league told me, his best immediate plug-and-play attribute would just be to cover a tight end man-to-man. Now, do you put him right over the tight end line of scrimmage? Because if George Kittle's run blocking, he's going to toss him around, right? Uh, And can Vance Joseph scheme him to be able to kind of follow him around? I I don't know. But you're right. Like, that should be an immediate skill that he can transition to do. Just run with George Kittle down, you know, the seam, on out routes, and then just kind of mirror him. So, yeah, if he can do that, that is a huge, huge bonus. But this is where I get back to there's a lot going on. Are they moving him all over the place? What are they asking him to do? It's just simple. He's just going to line up over the tight end and cover the tight end. It's easy to say that out loud, but we all know that's not exactly how things happen, especially with a guy like that. Think about the Honey Badger, you know, who would kind of be his comp in the sense of this hybrid. They moved the Honey Badger all over the place when he was younger. Now he kind of just plays in space, but back in the day he was everywhere. I mean, he still kind of is, but remember, young Honey Badger on the Cardinals. Is that what they're going to ask Isaiah Simmons to do? That's asking him to do a lot. Do you think Dak gets beat out for the starting job? No, I don't. Dak Prescott's better than Andy Dalton. And, you know, in fairness, I always kind of liked Andy Dalton. I wanted to ask your honest opinion on the outlook of the Bengals in the upcoming season. I see all the analysts out there belittling them due to their past, and I get it. It's not a successful one, but this offseason, they've really set things up. Being the third highest uh, spending team in free agency, change the guard with Zach Taylor instead of being stubborn and keeping Marvin Lewis. They're trying to change the narrative, and I was wondering if that all gives them more optimistic outlook for the season and then two or three wins like analysts are saying, or it just be much of the same thing and it doesn't mean much. Well, again, you have a brand new quarterback who is a rookie with no offseason, so it's going to be asking him to do a lot in a short period of time. You have A.J. Green returning off injury, who's, when he's healthy, he's been a really good player. Joe Mixon is a good player. Uh, Their offensive line was pretty bad last year. Uh, I know, like you said, they did sign some people in free agency. Here would be my main questions. I don't know if Zach Taylor can coach or not. Like, is Zach Taylor any good? There's a chance he is, and there's just a chance he's... What if they do win two or three wins? Do you change the coach again for for, uh, Joe Burrow, or do you just write it out? I don't necessarily have an answer there, but these are questions. You know, I just throw out loud. They're clearly the fourth best, least talented team in the, their division, right? 
the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns just have dramatically more impact players. Now, anytime you take a guy number one overall quarterback, if there are glimpses that he can be really good, in two or three years, your franchise could be changed. You know that. You've drafted Carson Palmer. You can trade your franchise. Now, it might not happen immediately. Remember, Peyton Manning wasn't good as a rookie. You know, Andrew Luck was kind of an outlier. Came in immediately, they won. So you could win three or four games and actually have a lot of hope. I remember in 2014, Khalil Mack and Derek Carr's rookie year, the Raiders were 0-10, finished the season 3-13, and and it felt like they accomplished a lot. So you actually can accomplish a lot by losing as long as your young players develop and your coach has to show something, which Willie, I don't know if he will or won't, but I honestly don't know enough about him to have like uh, some hardcore take on Zach Taylor. But I like Joe Burrow a lot. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, it's basically the franchise just on the guy's shoulders. If he becomes a perennial pro bowler, you know, I think his comp's kind of Tony Romo. If he becomes Tony Romo, you'd be in pretty good shape. If he's if you whiffed, you're screwed. Appreciate everyone listening. Go to the Apple iTunes, leave a review. Uh, slide up in these DMs. I'm going to need some of your questions. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a good weekend. If you're in a state that's opened, I'm jealous. If you're quarantined, let's enjoy staring at the wall. And uh, again, tell all your friends about the podcast. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.